Welcome to the Energia podcast. My name is Stephanie Lianos and I'm a light worker, an energy healer and a soul mentor. My intention with this podcast is to show you all how to access the infinite potential within you by exploring the practices, modalities and habits that transcend you beyond the limitation of the human experience. By tapping into the multidimensional aspects of our existence, we are given the opportunity to co-create a life of magic, freedom and joy, a life beyond our wildest dreams. On this podcast, I will be sharing with you the tools to connect you with your higher self, your soul and the divine guidance that exists within the spiritual realm. I want to give you the codes that allow you to heal your life from the inside out, access the wisdom that lies deep within your soul and to align your energetic frequency with whatever it is you desire in this lifetime. This podcast is a portal into the deepest corners of the subconscious, into the layers beneath the logical mind. I want to empower you to master your subconscious ecosystem so you can live in a constant state of magnetism. There is so much more to this world than what meets the human eye. And it is my mission in this incarnation to show you that you are beyond human. You are light. You are energy. You are infinite. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Energy of Podcast. I hope that wherever you are in the world today, you're having an incredible high vibrational day. And if you're not, I hope that you know that everything is temporary and you will see the light soon. I promise. I'm coming to you from Bali in a beautiful villa and I am absolutely living my best life. And I'm so happy to be here and so grateful that my business just comes with me wherever I go. This is something I've been dreaming of since I was like 25, even earlier since I was like 20. Um, So yeah, this is my first trip overseas since having started my business and like been actively working um, online, taking sessions, doing all the things while I'm actually away. And it's so cool. And I'm so stoked. So yeah, Um, today we have got the amazing Corey from Natural Astrology on the podcast. You guys know I love Corey. I'm in her membership. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with her and her teachings. And Corey and I, although we express our work in different ways, we are really similar when it comes to working with the soul, working with the nervous system. Corey has such a wealth of knowledge on the nervous system, and I just love extracting that information from her. And on today's episode, we're talking about manifestation as a lifestyle not as a practice we both see a lot that people see manifestation as something that they actually need to do in order to get what they desire when really when you're in touch with your purpose your gifts and the intricacies of your natal chart your human design and your soul blueprint you, you just manifest as part of your lifestyle. It's not something that you need to do externally of yourself. It's not something that you have to wake up each day and think about doing. It just is. It just is a part of you and who you are. So we're going to go into that today. We're going to talk a, a lot about um, the destiny placements in your chart, as I call them. So your north node, your south node, and your midheaven. And then we're going to end with some info and some conversation around the nervous system which is so important in this conversation 
Before we get into it, I just want to say I'm sorry. There are some sound issues in this one. Midway as we started recording, a really loud drill started going off in my building. And because my mic is so good, it picks up every single sound. I don't know if you can hear the birds and stuff in the background where I am now, but I had to unplug my mic so the drilling wouldn't come through, which means that I'm a bit quieter than Corey, blah, blah, blah. Here's me like ranting and trying to like over deliver about the sound. Anyway, so the sound isn't as good. You might have to fiddle around with your um, volume to get us sounding even, but yeah, just wanted to preface with that. I hope you enjoy this episode, sending you all of my love. Yeah, Corey. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast, babe. How are you? Thank you. you. I'm so excited as always. You were my very first podcast guest in January and I remember it was January 26th because it was a public holiday and I was reflecting this morning thinking um, we are literal two different people from the little baby versions of us we were in January. It's like it blows my fucking mind. It's been what? That's nine months, and yeah, it feels a bit. It feels a bit like that. Even having watched you, at the same time, our evolutions. I'm just like, you can't. You just. You just can't make this shit up. Can you? <laughs> I know. And I was listening back to that podcast, um, and just having a giggle at like what we didn't know was coming, and like mm. the way things have panned out, especially you, like leaving your nine to five job and just going fully into natural astrology and you would kind of like tinkling on that but you weren't sure and then it just like happened all of a sudden and yeah it's wild to so many changes <laughs> so many changes what's been like the biggest shift for you i would say in the last nine months it has to be that it has to be the circumstances that led up to yeah leaving my nine to five i think they were just so synchronistically placed and orchestrated that it was just a no-brainer. Um, I remember when it happened, I was, you know, on this beautiful, glamorous Europe trip. Yeah, um, yeah. And I had just gotten a text from my manager thinking, can you just fucking leave me alone on holiday? <laughs> and, and the events pan out, I'm, I'm just, you know, thinking through how this might have happened and then I'm looking back through my my journal and going hang on a second I pinpointed early to mid-June as when I was expecting news from my work and 12 months prior I had said my goal would be to leave my nine to five after my Europe trip and I saw all those records and just went okay I I think this is how it's meant to happen. And then they paid me five figures as severance to leave the nine to five. So it was very difficult, difficult yes. to argue that that wasn't a divinely planned. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you for the five figure severance. Totally. It was just nuts. What tra- Was there a specific transit happening for you around that time? That's why you pinpointed it? Yeah. So when it comes to shorter time frames, I like to look at the movement of the sun, but also the moon. I often find I don't I don't usually work on short time frames like it might happen this week or on this day. But because I've spent so much time with my own birth chart, I can get a bit more um, closer to time frames like that, that I can use the um, transits of the moon. And I knew that when yeah. the moon was going to be either on my sun in Aquarius or on my moon in Gemini. That's when I usually expect events. 
Um, and that's what happened. So that was, it was a lunar, I think it was a lunar return. Yeah. It was weird, weird timing. Yes. I love it. And how has it been like the transition? Like, was it easy? Did it feel good? Um, both. I think I was so ready for it. So excited. And so I'd been spending the past, the five months prior to that with a um, business mentor to like, get me into shape, to be like, let's make this business sophisticated. Let's just not make this a hobby anymore as if I knew what was coming. And that definitely helped give like foundations for excitement. Um, but then absolutely, you know, fear is always there. It's always like, Oh, what the fuck am I doing? I need to figure this out as I go. And now that my nervous, now that my nervous system knows how to hold those two states at the same time, it's, um, Fear isn't intimidating anymore, I think. So that's why it was, that's why it has been fun. Yes, I love that. I love that you say that you're learning to hold the, the two, like fear mm-hmm. and excitement. And that like really, I guess, plays into what we're talking about today, about manifestation of your destiny being a lifestyle, not a practice. And one of the biggest, I guess, um, aspects of that lifestyle is holding the duality of being absolutely shit fucking scared, but getting shit done at the same time and not being paralyzed by fear in the, in the meantime. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's so easy to forget that, like, if you're venturing into the unknown, the the subconscious mind, the nervous system is going to associate the unknown as unsafe it's normal to feel some element of fear and we can resource the body to move through fear safely and that is just my bread and butter at the moment is just driving this home so yeah I think it's interesting how you mentioned how you got that like beautiful severance package and even with that severance package there was still fear and I think that points to a really important takeaway that money doesn't create safety in the way that like the ego thinks it will like you think oh yeah like she got a five-figure severance package so she's just cruising money does not equate not being scared of the future and Mm. that's a really important thing to remember oh my god it's so so true a lot of people think you always hear these things that are like money doesn't buy happiness whatever yeah sure it doesn't buy happiness but we always try and justify it like but it buys me options it buys me time and it does buy you all of those things but it doesn't buy you the inner fortitude and resilience and that felt sense of like knowing i got this and that's yeah that that's as much of a important part of quote unquote manifestation as the actual things we do to manifest like exactly exactly and like money doesn't create your destiny (laughs) like it's a supporter but you create it so like if the if the focus is on like money being the safety net well it's going to be really difficult to actually move forward and take action because we would both know as entrepreneurs especially in the first two years you are absolutely fucking kidding yourself if you think money is a steady thing it comes up and down up and down (laughs) and you have to hold that and just (laughs) write it out yep yeah it's so not spoken about you know it, it is so easy to glamorize like to, to to glamorize you know being a digital nomad and having your entrepreneurial all these things are so easy to um see as a shiny you know thing to aspire to but 
no one really talks about the fact that if you're will if, if you want things that other people do not have such as the time freedom the flexibility purposeful work you have to be willing to do the other things that people aren't willing to do too and yes that is the journey of the entrepreneur sit through the money ups and downs i started my business after being unemployed for seven months intentionally as a student and then i started the business with no backup plan no secondary income and one thing i didn't think about was that you have to create like um sustainable and consistent income and that was such a shock to me and i'm thinking holy shit like i don't have a backup plan i have to make this work and like yeah i've made it work 100 percent. but yeah wow if i used money as a safety net i would have been back in a nine to five totally i know totally. for sure yeah totally it's just not that simple we've got to work with <laughs> yeah. 3d and the mystical 4d stuff too oh i love it all right so let's kick off today with a bit of a cosmic weather update because mm. there is some shit going down there are some retrogrades there is yeah. some season there is some shit mm. so tell us specifically what shit we're experiencing right now okay so we have seven retrogrades right now there is Pluto, Neptune, Uranus, Saturn. Just recently, Jupiter. Venus just stopped retrograding, but it has been replaced by Mercury retrograding, and we have Chiron retrograde. So <laughs> it is I I call it retrograde season, like because it is every every year we have many planets retrograde or appear to move backwards in the sky around the same time. And every year, personally, I just, I always just say it just seems to kick my ass and it does, it does for some other people too. Um, but all that's happening is that the function of these planets are no longer operating in a linear fashion. They are doing things differently. They are being expressed in unexpected ways. We are revising our experiences with these planets to ultimately get closure or tie up loose ends from the past that um, that we need to integrate more fully. So most people, yeah, just uh, tend to blame um, retrogrades on Mercury retrograde. I wish it were that. <laughs> I wish it was just Mercury retrograde. But with that many, yeah, it can feel for most of us, like especially the clients that I'm speaking to um, and within myself, it can just feel like a time of a lot of questioning. There's a lot more internal processing um asking what do i do next what was working what do i need to take um what what was working that i need to take with me and what isn't working that i need to revise so i always say with retrograde season everything is being redone like retrograde we're redoing revising revisiting um so that we can move forward in better ways than we did um in the past so that is we're in the thick of it some of them are going to start dropping off in October and November. Yeah, when does the relief, bit of relief come in? I mean, <laughs> I, would love to, I would love to say October. Pluto retrograde has been active for the longest and that will finish up in October. Um, but we have an eclipse at the end of October as well. Um, some people get absolutely bitch slapped by eclipses and other people don't notice them quite as drastically. I think it depends how far you are on your 
your soul's journey, like in your karmic evolution, in the things that you came to earth to do. Mm. Um, but October for some people, yeah, there will be some sense of finality and completion and like resolutions having arrived. So <laughs> I'm laughing because yeah. I'm like, I am one of those people who definitely need some fucking resolution. <laughs> oh, my October. Me too. Me we too. love, I we know. love. I feel like if you're working on anything worthwhile in life um, or anything meaningful or related to your purpose or your identity that, yeah, you are probably experiencing like deep internal and external shifts <laughs> at the moment. So fair to say there's a lot going on. Yes. And, you know, what we see on Instagram, like from more of a, like a proper pop astrology framework is like a real dramatization around retrogrades and like don't do this i had someone on my instagram and she's a business coach that i respect i was actually really surprised that she wrote this it's like do not launch anything during this time do not do anything like this like fee-based way of thinking and i think that that can be really like a disempowering and i would love for you to talk to like how do we keep ourselves empowered even when the general conversation is a bit disempowering or a bit dark or like just a bit like dramatic? Yeah, look, the whole um, retrogrades and fear mongering thing is literally an ancient astrology tactic. It, that's in ancient times where astrology originated, retrogrades were seen as like the sky is falling out like the sky is glitching because they didn't know what was really happening yeah um, from the perspective of earth when there's a retrograde it looks like the planet is physically moving backwards in its orbit mm. when you actually go to the perspective of the planet they're not moving backwards they're just going really really slowly and the speed of earth is making it look like it's going backwards so if it gives you any actual <laughs> relief the retro nothing is actually moving backwards it's an illusion yeah. so yeah let that at least give you some sense of assurance that um nothing bad is genuinely happening so don't fall into the um into the fear mongering beyond that because we're from the perspective of earth there is still a effect on the electromagnetism of that we're experiencing from these planets right and and the shift of that electromagnetism is felt within our nervous systems because our nervous systems are electromagnetic the slowness the sheer slowness of that planet can be enough for some of the experiences that we have with these planets to show up differently mm -hmm. um, what i have noticed in in my experience of launching things during mercury retrograde um making money decisions during venus retrograde um revisiting old like old traumas and stuff during pluto retrograde i've done it all and what i can hand on heart say is that whatever quote unquote mishaps i feel like i'm gonna say quote unquote a lot. yeah i know <laughs> yeah. so much bullshit out there so much just the whatever mishaps you do experience during a retrograde they were meant to happen like that. That is part yeah, of- You didn't make them happen by doing something in the retrograde and now you're being punished for it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I the decision that. was meant to be made in that way. It was meant to function in whatever fashion it functioned in to either 
teach you what you needed to learn, illuminate something that you couldn't see, or redirect you into a more efficient, effective path relative to that planet's retrograde. Nothing yes. is, nothing, you're not fucking anything up, essentially. Yes, exactly. And like your soul chose your natal chart. So your soul chose the exact transit that's meant to happen when that retrograde is happening and for the exact effect to be exactly how it's meant to. And I think that what happens is like, there is a tendency to like outsource our power to a random astrology coach that we see on Instagram or something. And like, whilst it's okay that we look to other resources, I guess if the information isn't coming from the chart that our soul chose that works with that particular transit, then we really don't know if that information is going to be relevant to us at all. That's it. That's it. There's so many ways like i cannot express how many ways that astrology can manifest in your life like there are so many moving parts to the natal chart to the transits that are happening in the sky um it's physically impossible for one astrologer to encapsulate or summarize all of the ways that a retrograde will be experienced it's physically impossible so Oftentimes, I prefer the kind of astrology that is like, this is the range of things that could happen. This is the range of amazing things that could happen. Or you may not fucking feel anything at all. Like no one really talks about that. It's kind of like all of these things are going to be happening all at the time and you need to be vigilant of all of them all at once. And I'm like, no, sometimes there's just nothing going on with Neptune retrograde and that's and that's great you know like yes. oh my god I agree with that so much and I had to unfollow so many people on Instagram because everyone has like an energetic uh, gift that is the way that they describe astrology and I'm talking about like astrologers specifically and there's some people that you align with their interpretations of astrology and there are some people that you don't. And I think that's really important where we need to be discerning because it's like you and probably like two other astrologers on Instagram where I feel like you're really talking to me and mm. everyone else was just fucking confusing me to the point where I was like, how do I integrate 725 different transits right now? And like, does it even apply to my chart? Like, am I yeah. even feeling this? So that's yeah. why I just love your membership because like, I now understand that like, if it's not directly affecting my chart or I don't really feel it, like I can just fuck that off and I have full permission to do that. That's 100% correct. Like I always say in the membership, especially work with what is ripe in your personal circumstances first. Like that is what is trying to present itself to you and become conscious to you for a reason. So start there and because that's all you can work with anyway, you know, there's no point in searching for all of these other problems that might be going on because there's this other retrograde. It's just, it just creates anxiety and dysregulation and mistrust. And it just gives, I think, astrology a shit name. Yeah, I actually really resonate with that. I think like, and I talked about this in our other podcast, it's like losing our personal power sometimes because we think other people know more than us but mm. if we come back to 
what I have been talking about so much lately. And it's like our soul picked this specific natal chart for this lifetime to give us something to use as our inner compass. So we don't have to outsource our power. And now we have so many beautiful different resources and different people who can help us tap into our own soul blueprint. And therefore we could actually go without having to outsource our power to anyone if we just understand like the intricacies of who who we are absolutely I think that's why it's so valuable to first of all like not follow thousands hundreds whatever you know astrologers and healers and whatever find like a handful that you really resonate with that have actually helped you with practical things that you can use in your life and fuck the rest because it's just all going to be noise at one point and on top of that understand yeah your unique natal chart that's always going to and how it shows up in your physical reality that's always going to trump whatever direction guidance or um, sometimes authority that other people have because what you know to be true and what is actually true in your real life circumstances are so much more valuable than what an external person is telling you yes i love that so much and i think that leads really nicely into like real, what i really want to talk about today and the way that this conversation spurred into my head is you did like a q a on your instagram and someone asked you do you have any specific manifestation practices and you were just like girl i just i am manifesting like <laughs> being and that's something that I get often asked a lot is like, how can I manifest this? Or what practice do I need to do? And like, I randomly was on Pinterest the other week and I just searched manifestation out of curiosity. And there is like pages and pages of like the three, six, nine method and five, 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 and do this visual and, and all of this stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is, what are these people doing? manifestation is not something that you do you're like manifesting 24 7 that's just your being your energy is consistently attracting things repelling things like that is manifestation and what I want to talk on today is how we need to move away from manifestation being a practice to manifestation just being a lifestyle and this is really if you want to live your destiny which is your soul chosen destiny you really need to understand yourself from a soul level understand the tapestry of your soul and everything that comes with it so you're not wasting time on these like bullshit practices that actually don't move the needle at all and then are actually focusing on what are the what is the direction that your soul has chosen to go in and then auditing your life and saying am I actually doing things that are moving myself in that direction or am I just wasting time out of alignment and before we get into like the specific natal chart what I want you to really talk to Corey is like the sun season that's what they're called right like mm, yeah yeah astrology seasons because before I went into your membership I was just like oh yeah it's Capricorn season oh yeah it's Leo season I just saw them as like kind of this neutral um timing that we're in when really the seasons actually give us a broader manifestation archetype to lean into so I would love for you to talk about how you um utilize that in your practice and how we can all lean into that a bit more Mm, yeah it's such an easy um entry level thing that you can do with astrology to align you to the rhythms of the cosmos of nature um so 
every month or so the sun transits through one of the zodiac signs in our constellation so right now we're in the middle of virgo season next month we'll be in libra season last month we were in leo season etc etc wherever the sun is transiting in the natal chart is where uh the sun is shining its light onto so the sun is how we consciously identify it is part of our consciousness that we are learning to develop and cultivate this is in the birth chart right when it comes to the sun seasons like right now being in virgo season the sun is trying to make us more conscious of the virgo archetype and there is a reason for that everyone collectively the sun is shining its light on Virgo themes, how to do Virgo, Virgo shadows, how to not do, how to not do Virgo, to make that more conscious in our consciousness for a reason. These are sort of the lessons and initiations and journeys, like micro things that we need to be doing in our day if we want to take the path of least resistance to what we are calling in or manifesting. And it's so I think it's so powerful to do something so simple like attuning to the rhythms of the sun and the moon, the full moon and the new moon, because those are the most important celestial bodies in the, in, in the zodiac, no matter what. And from a like esoteric astrology perspective, when we are attuned to the rhythms of nature, the rhythms of the cosmos, the rhythms of the moon, we are attuned to receive what the cosmos is giving up. So when she is giving opportunities, blessings, manifestations, when we're attuned, we can actually we can actually receive those things instead of being completely blinded to them because we have been doing the things aligned to the uh, sun season. So right now, being in Virgo season, what we are all trying to become more conscious of is the Virgo archetype, who is all about refining optimizing improving things um, in within ourselves and within our immediate surroundings not to um not with the energy of fixing or controlling that is the distinction but to elevate our lived experience to purify i suppose our, our lived experience to make it sort of like a clean slate where we are just better functioning humans functionality is extremely important to the virgo archetype so what she is calling us into doing is getting better at doing all of the micro tasks in our day that build up to the big things that we want in life. So rather than, um, you know, if you've got a goal that is, I want to manifest a new job for Virgo, the equivalent of going after that manifestation, that manifestation, that goal is breaking that down into what are all the tiny little micro tasks that I need to do to manifest that goal. That might be as simple as I need to be, my nervous system needs to be taken care of so that I actually feel ready to go into this new stage of my career. Yes. It's not necessarily about sitting down and writing out your, I want a job at this place, blah, 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 500 fucking times. It's about who are we being that is going to move us towards that timeline. Um, for Virgo, it's all about like the embodied experience of our day-to-day -day life in chipping away towards the version of self that we want to become. So the more we are integrating these types of lessons as opposed to you know, going, 
I'm going to start a new manifestation. Like Virgo is all about routine and ritual and the habits, the things that we do regularly, instead of saying, I'm going to pick up a new manifestation ritual. It's how can I align my behaviors, my embodiment, my experience of being myself to the thing that I want. That is the lesson that the sun is uh, illuminating, making us more conscious of during Virgo season, which will ultimately align us to what we want. Yes, I love that. And I love that like the sun seasons act as like, if you don't know what to do, if you don't, if you're in a period of your life where you're like a bit confused or a bit unsure, just align to what the cosmos is guiding you to do. Look at that archetype, like the, I guess the strengths of that archetype and just lean into that. And that's how I've really been I guess using the sun seasons, you know, Leo season was like so much fun. We both have our Chiron and Leo. So like really leaning into those lessons. And then now in Virgo season, I'm like, okay, I can put that more Leo archetype to rest now. And now I get to focus on my day to day. And then as we move into Libra, is that right? Is that next? Yeah, is next. Yeah. Um, then we can move more into that. And it's actually showing you all these different aspects of yourself and how every single one of these archetypes plays into everything that you desire because your destiny is a culmination of every single archetype. We can't forget any of them because they are all of us. And if we don't, if you're doing like an affirmation in the mirror, but it's Virgo season and you're too focused on like the wider perspective, then you're kind of not aligning with the universal intelligence. Like that universal intelligence is there to guide us. And it's like, literally that information is everywhere. So you know that you're in alignment with yourself and in alignment with the greater universal intelligence when you align and educate yourself on these archetypes. Mm, yeah and I often find that I often find that we're called to even people who don't really do astrology we are more often than not called to the season do the things aligned with the season of the sun whether we're trying or or not like we will naturally be pushed in that direction um for Virgo season Virgo rules the small intestine it rules it's ruled by Mercury so it can Um, for some people be related to anxiety, nervous system dysregulation. It's an earth element. All of these things can call people to spending more time outside in nature, doing nervous system regulation, um, working on their gut health. I've got one of the girls in my membership at the moment who was like, wow, this is so weird. I just started my gut health journey. And it's because when you are attuned to your natal chart, when you're actively trying to embody your natal chart, you will naturally or unconsciously lead yourself to the things that are aligned with the sun season without having to be like, okay, okay, what do I got to do? Well, this is really important. I've got to, I've got to make sure I'm doing everything perfectly, or I'm not going to be able to manifest the thing that I want. Like just, it's all about who you are being rather than um, doing a million things perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And I think like, when I think about my journey, like right now, like a year ago, everything I wanted in my business is here. Like I've manifested it all, quote unquote, we're always manifesting. And if I think, what did I ever do a 
quote unquote manifestation practice. Mm -hmm. No, I haven't, I have not done one thing. Sometimes around like a launch of a, of a group program, I'll like make a recording of how I want it to feel and the type of people I want to bring in just so I can get into the energy of that. But I do not do anything else. And if, and I think it's, it would be really remiss to think like people who are living their dreams, it would be silly to think that they're just doing manifestation practices to get there. It's like the daily little task, getting up, showing it done and not even really thinking about manifestation. Like you're not ever waking up going, I'm manifesting. You're kind of waking up just going, I'm just fucking getting it done. That's yeah. That's it. That's the manifestation. It's in the doing what you can do, learning what you need to learn, aligning to what you need to align to, and then just letting the universe beautifully co-create the rest. Yeah, totally. I honestly get a bit, um, I think a bit, I think the word is insulted when um, people are like, I just manifested it or, oh, you, you manifested it. Like, yeah, I did. And I did the ongoing work of taking action, even when it was scary, even when I didn't know what to do, even when I knew I was going to fuck it up. Manifestation is just action in, in motion. And like, yeah, like it's not, it's not, it's not just a matter of like the universe will come to me and do it for me. Yes, that can be the case if your energy is right if you are in the embodiment of your authentic expression yes you do need that but like you said the co-creative part is putting pen to paper you know doing the hard thing signaling to the universe that yep i am out here and doing this thing and then the universe will meet me halfway Yes, the universe gave us the sun signs. The universe, like I gave you, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you this archetype. That's the path to least resistance. So if you tie in what you're doing on your day-to-day, understanding the theme that I have so cosmically, divinely given the world, then you are going to be manifesting quicker the things that you desire and not manifesting the shitty little lessons that, you know, come in the meantime. And I think like we can both be really honest about the fact that whilst like, you know, we're both in a really good place in our career and we're feeling really good about our businesses, the journey here, it's not like, yeah, maybe people don't see this on Instagram or through the mm-hmm. podcast, but like it has been really intense and it, and really difficult at times. But when you know what your soul came here to do, you just wake up each day and you just keep fucking going. Yeah, that's it. And that's such a Virgo season um, reflection too. It's like, it doesn't matter how big the goal is. It doesn't matter how far away it is. I'm going to chip away at the things that I can do because I know that I'm aligned to my destiny and the rest the universe co-creates for you. Yes. And let's talk to destiny now as well. So I call them destiny placements in my chart. I don't know if that is like the right term for them, but this Mm -hmm. is how I use my chart to overcome fear. So I like tap into my North node and my South node and my MC, my Midheaven placement. And I use those placements as my like compass for when I 
feel like, oh, fuck, I don't know what's going on or what's next or is this actually happening to me? I go back to my chart, look at what my soul chose for those um, placements and I'm like, get back on track because I'm like, no, 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 my soul chose these particular things. So I know beyond my fear, it's still it's still going to happen. Mm, yes, that's so valuable to have that that resource there. They are definitely, I think destiny placement is a good way to say it, especially for the North Node. But in my opinion, it's like the whole chart is our destiny. They're all just yeah, like, so true. they're all just like little pieces that um, in a puzzle that fit together to move us towards our destiny. But the North Node especially is like, what path do we need to be actively walk- walking? What lessons do we actually need to be integrating? to make sure we are on the path that was meant for us. And especially the, and obviously when we're working, working with the North node, we have to be working with the South node as well. It's like they, they're hand in hand, no matter what, but the mid heaven, especially building a business, especially when you're leaving a legacy behind in the world, when you're here to, when you're, when you're doing your life's best work, it's just a compass. It's just, a, it's a, compass that is always going to be like this way this way and even when you feel like you are not on the right track when you look to especially your south node or maybe the shadow aspects um the the shadow sides to your um south node or to your midheaven even when you're on the shadow sides of those placements you can still be like oh this is still my path you know if you are like it's still reassuring to know that yep I might be struggling with this part of my career or my my business and those struggles are part of the shadows of my midheaven like it means that it's all part and parcel of the path that you're supposed to be on in in some ways that can be just as affirming 100 percent. and i think that like when we look at manifestation as a lifestyle in conjunction with these placements, it's like, if you know your North node, where you're headed, if you know your South node and especially the shadows of that, and then you know what your MC is, then it's like day to day, you're just waking up going, what brings me closer to this? Like, how do I keep leaning into this? And it's just like this general direction for where you need to be going and you just understand and your soul especially understands what actions are going to bring you closer and like for me I at the beginning of this year or even like in the last few months I've started moving away from being a healer like really identifying as that and moving more into being a teacher and a mentor and that transition it felt really uncomfortable for me but what was happening is I was realizing that like this notion of like healer, healer, healer as like this predominantly identity was not was not working with me. I was getting really tired. Like my soul chose to be a reflector. I don't mm. have copious amounts of energy to do healing with, which takes a lot of my energy out. So when I started feeling this transition, I went back to my chart and I looked at my midheaven placement in the ninth house Sagittarius. And I'm like, oh, that's the teacher archetype. And that's what something you reminded me of as well. And so now that transition hasn't felt so scary because I'm like, well, my soul chose that placement. That is where I am going. And I can confidently take those baby steps towards that, knowing that even though it's unknown, my soul chose that. So it's okay. And I can keep moving forward. That's exactly how it's meant to be. 
I love that you um, sort of use it to like touch base or to to check in to be like, is this is this the direction? Because when you see it in your chart, it's un it, it's undeniable to just be like, well, I chose it. I, I chose this, you know, this placement is a soul contract. You know, your midheaven is a soul contract with the, with the Sagittarius archetype. Knowing that is like such a permission slip to just be like, yes, I can lean into this. Even if it is scary, I can. I'm designed to lean into that. And just what freedom that brings to know that you've always got a resource to go back to. Like if I'm stuck, if I'm confused, what do I do next? What do I do today to chip away at the direction I'm going in, look to your North Node, look to your Midheaven. Like the path is is laid out. Do one of those things. Do something that feels, you know, in the direction of a North Node in Capricorn that feels, that makes you feel successful, that makes you feel like you are reliable, that you are you can trust yourself, whatever it is that you're working on. Do something that feels like is laying a brick in the castle that is your legacy. Anything. For Capricorn, it's quite a simple thing to um, to to work towards because they're all about the practical one by one, brick by brick actions. Then with like a Sagittarius midheaven, it's like if I want to be in that Sagittarius energy today, maybe I've got to teach something. What do I need to teach? What yes. wisdom? Sagittarius is the wise woman. It's like what wisdom am I here to infuse into my clients, into my offers, into my business today. It's always going to give you a jumping off point. Yes, I love that. And like, that's when I take my chart and I'll say to my guides and I said to them, okay, I don't know how to begin doing this. I don't know what to do. And I didn't write down on a piece of paper. I am a teacher 500 times, you know, I was like, <laughs> what's, what, what, what needs to happen? And my guides were like, well, if you, if this is your destiny, you need to start teaching. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, I have my podcast. And they're like, no, your podcast, you can hide behind your podcast because people actively choose to click on your podcast and listen to it. And your face isn't on there. So there's a level of being hidden behind it. They're like, you have to go on your Instagram reels and teach more. And mm -hmm. like, and like I, you would have noticed, I've been way more active on talking on reels lately. And you know what? It feels really uncomfortable for me. And I've fucking really don't like it just going to put that out there but that is me working towards my destiny and just getting it up getting it done every single day I'm not visualizing people watching my reels I'm not looking at the metrics I'm not trying to manifest it happening it's just like that's just what we get up and do every single day but if it wasn't for that placement that my soul chose and having that reassurance then I would be lost and I would probably be saying affirmations into the mirror about being millionaire. You know? mm, mm. Yeah. It's just this, it's just the direction that you need that is just like, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you do it. You know, that when you are doing it, you are cultivating your legacy, your life's best work, the career that you're here to receive. That's just, it's just that's 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 what it means to embody the natal chart to align to the natal chart it's like you don't have to overthink it anything in that direction is naturally going to chip away at that placement that you were trying to activate or that part of your life that you were trying to activate so that's the perfect yeah perfect way to embody those placements i love what you just said like even if you don't know what to do just like look at the themes of that and whatever your intuition whatever your soul tells you to do that's right even if it feels like you're moving the needle half a centimeter towards 
that half a centimeter compounds to another half a centimeter. And then it keeps going and going and going and going to the, to then these opportunities have fallen into place or things are available to you that like weren't available before. Mm, mm. So many people um, I've noticed get so caught up in what is the right or wrong thing to do. You know, if I have a son in Leo, what careers are meant for me? And I'm like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's not, there's no narrow um, prescription of what you, what is or isn't Leo. It's what characteristics and what qualities of Leo can you harness that are going to push you in the direction of your authentic self, of shining your light. It's behavioral. Again, it's who we are being, not always just what we are doing. If you have a Leo son and you want to be a performer, an actor, a motivational speaker, all these very Leo things, go for that. But if that doesn't feel in alignment with your Leo son, then ask, what are the qualities that I need? The self-leadership, the courage, the bravery, the open-heartedness, the, the spine. What is what are those qualities going to give me and tap into those that's going to give you everything that you need rather than feeling like oh that's not that's that's not how it's meant to do you know let it let yourself be intuitive and creative with it yes and like that plays into the north node right because i remember you said that the north node we have to be able to make mistakes it's meant to feel like we don't actually know what we're doing when we're following the path of the north node because our soul hasn't experienced that archetype before in that way the journey of the north node can feel like a big fat question mark and like i can attest to that so much and people probably don't know this and you'll experience this as well is like sometimes i have no idea what the fuck i am doing but i am just doing it hoping that it's the right mm-hmm. thing but it might not right as in a right or wrong hopefully it's moving the needle in the right direction but I also you also have to be okay that it might move the needle a couple steps backwards as well but that's that's the north node that's what mm-hmm. you're meant to explore yeah totally it's um I actually wrote a massive just brain dump of this topic yesterday um because the north node has been so glamorized and become so trendy that I think people have forgotten that it's not. (laughs) It's so not. It goes hand in hand with the South Node. Like if anything, the South Node is running the show and we have to regulate ourselves um, to a level that is going to even make us feel slightly safe to do the North Node. Um, Because the North Node, like you said, is so completely unfamiliar our soul has rarely if ever had lifetimes in that archetype so of course there is virtually no imprint on our unconscious that knows how to do our north node so in that vein if you are not feeling like you're bruising your ego if you were not feeling like you're riding training wheels down the path to your destiny if you feel that it is if you are not experimenting like a crazy scientist in a scientist in in a science lab you're not doing it right and what i love affirming to my clients is that if you're getting it wrong if you're willing to fuck up and you're collecting data and just treating it like yep this is this worked this didn't work 
I'm still on the right track. That's how you know you're doing it right. If you're doing it wrong, you know you're doing it right. If you think, you know, um, it's that simple and it's just a matter of being like, well, my North Node is in um, Capricorn, so I'm going to start a business and everything's going to be successful for me because that's how it works. No, hun, <laughs> it's not how it works. It's going to be an initiation. And when it feels like an initiation, that's how you know you're doing your destiny. Yes. Sometimes I wish I could show people the shit show that goes on <laughs> behind the scenes in my house on a weekly basis of leaning into my North Node. Like, oh my God. Like, guys, shit gets wild up in, yeah. my, in my life. Like the amount of <laughs> things I've spent time on and then had to throw out the amount of mistakes that I've made, the amount of times that I thought I was doing the right thing. And it turned out that it was a complete fucking waste of time, but you just, you know, you just have to keep moving forward. And I love what you said about like how the South node runs the show lately. I've been trying to, when I'm having a week that feels stagnant in a way, I love being like, "Mm, was I probably leaning too far into my South node archetype? Like, those patterns that are so familiar for me and so safe. And a lot of the time I'm like, yeah, I was being that lovely mm. fourth house south node. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so ingrained into who we are. Anyone, I think anyone can attest to this, attest to this regardless of whether we um, contextualize it as the south node. If you have an old habit that you have done since you were a child and you want to stop that habit how impossible is it to just be like i'm gonna stop today done like it doesn't work like that it's just not it's just not that fucking simple i i really this is why i feel like mindset work alone is so limited in again yeah moving the needle towards what we're trying to call in because if you could just decide to do your north node with perfect accuracy and get it all right you would if you wanted it if wanting it was enough you would have it by now but these are habitual programmed responses that are probably gonna take just as long to completely reprogram as they were to program them so I would prefer that people this might sound a little bit nuts but I would prefer that people struggle with their north node than um assume it's going to be all daisies and roses yeah it's on, it's on a safe placement like it, mm. like it kind of feels like you're a semi always about to vomit that's how yeah yeah, I feel every day in this business, everyone, yep. and it wouldn't seem like it, but like every day I'm like, oh, okay, how am I going to yep. make myself kind of throw up out of fear today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what your, it doesn't matter what your placement is. That's something that I think is universal to, to every North Node journey. It is just like, holy fuck, I, what the fuck am I doing? And because you've got that context of knowing that it is the the school the curriculum that your soul literally came here to learn that it is meant to feel like that 
I don't know about other people, but when I was in kindergarten, my first day of school, I had a great day. And then when I realized I had to go for the rest of my life, (laughs) I cried every single day. That's the North note. (laughs) You don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm dramatizing this. Obviously you don't want to be putting yourself in a position where you're crying and you're throwing up because you're doing your North (laughs) note. Regulate yourself. Okay. Regulate yourself. Spiritual maturity people. We say these things, but at the same time, we can see ourselves (laughs) through them completely. Um, and, but it's, it's just like coming back to your soul didn't accidentally pick these placements. Your soul gave is giving you the challenge that it knows that you can handle because you've been on this evolutionary journey and you've done a lot of shit. So in this lifetime, the challenges that you get and the fears that you have, like easy, easy compared to everything that you've been through. And I would say for everyone listening, this lifetime is probably going to be the easiest lifetime you've had because you have more resources you have more knowledge you were born in the age of Aquarius like this is the lifetime where you actually get to have an abundance of resources that allow you to know yourself at a soul level whereas previously you may have been working from a mind level a thinking level but now this lifetime you've got your natal chart you've got your human design, you've got, you know, people like me who work in the soul blueprint, you've got all these other resources and teachers and things that are telling you, you have to start with the intelligence of the soul, because it picked this, it picked, like it literally picked you. Exactly. Like you are the vehicle for the intentions of the soul in this lifetime. And in my opinion, like, what is more difficult what is more painful the ego bruising the unknown of the thing that you want or staying where you are staying stuck in your old patterns feeling like there's nothing fulfilling you lighting you up nothing that is truly meaningful i personally and i don't know this can be something that Capricorn um, placements share, this willingness to do the hard work, which is why they are associated with success. Um, to be, once you're willing to do the hard work, then you go, oh, I see, I don't have to be stuck in these patterns. This is what is available to me if I am willing to go through the inevitable periods of discomfort that will contribute to more comfort, more yeah. fulfillment, more yeah. meaning, more knowing in every cell of my body that I am where I'm meant to be doing the life that my soul came here to live. That to me is worth it any day. Yes, a hundred percent. And you can have that lifetime, that life, that destiny without thinking about a manifestation practice once. Like you could mm. just work with the sun seasons and your natal chart, your human design. And also as we're about to talk about, your nervous system to prepare you every step of the way without even thinking about the word manifestation and you would still receive every single thing that you desire and that your soul desires in this lifetime yes my god i'm so um i'm so nuts about that whole concept like and that's yeah that's really what it means manifesting your your manifesting anything yeah is not something you have to do if you are embodied in the version of self that you want to become it will naturally you will naturally be led towards the experiences the places the things the behaviors the pattern new patterns that will take you towards what you are calling you 
Yeah. And if you're naturally attuned to who you are and you really know yourself at a soul level, I always say to people like the most successful people in this world, and by successful, I mean holistically successful, like they're happy, they're satisfied, they're of service, and then like they're financially rewarded for that. They know themselves at a soul level. They know their soul gifts. They know what their truths are. They know what their boundaries are. They have their own innate wisdom. And because they have that, they like have this magnetizing energy that draws people to them that contributes to their success. And it's because the facade of the mind, of the distraction, of the noise, it just doesn't exist. Because when you know yourself at like a soul level, there is this sense of being so anchored in you that it's like the unfuckable with energy. Mm, Yep. It's just a a knowing in a knowing like, and that's why I love modalities like astrology, because it's like you chose it. If you want it, it's here. You know, you chose this version of self this higher self this beautiful life it's all declared in your natal chart if you want it do you want it if you want it it's going to require you know a little bit of a a few changes and a little bit of discomfort and some new things but if you want it you got it and that to me is just such a fucking miracle you know (laughs) i love that i feel like sometimes my like this just image came into my head but it's like my natal chart is like dangling a carrot at me (laughs) and it's like you you want it like look at all these look at all these Capricorn placements in the 10th house bitch like let's fucking go and I'm like okay yes but to me that's um to me that's how you know you're doing it right yeah 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 when when you know what's available to you and it looks so good that it's like more 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 please what do what do you need from me to speaking to god what do you need from me to work through me and that to me is just that's where the juice happens that's where you really squeeze the gold from what you came here to do but it can yeah it can feel like and i think this is where the nervous system comes into it at least for my methods it's like what you want is always going to demand a new level of you new levels new devils like if you want to you can only i always say you can only rise as high as your nervous system new levels new devils new levels new devils a moment for that yes so fucking true holy shit i want to get that tattooed on me (laughs) wow everyone take that in for a hot second continue (laughs) it's true it is it is true tell me you know if it was really that simple for everyone to manifest $10 million into their bank account tomorrow, they would do it. The hard part is, do you know how to handle the activation of, you know, venturing into the unknown of venturing into, um, leading an organization do you even know how to be a CEO? Do you know, do you feel safe to, to, to lead a, company of a thousand people you know if these are the things that are aligned to the way you want to call in 10 million dollars you know there are steps that are required to make it feel safe and realistic for you to call that in so naturally the universe is going to yeah yeah it's a form of protection the universe is always gonna be like you can have this but are you sure you want to do it in this way it's only ever gonna protect you 100 percent 
Yes. And everyone, there's that, you know, we live in this generation of like getting things really quickly, but if we actually ask the nervous system in that moment, if I had everything I desired right now, would, would you be able to handle that? Are we safe? Could we hold it and maintain it? The answer is no. If everything came at once, you've seen people that like, we'll just use money as example, who win the lottery and then they spend it all and then they like a suicidal because yep. their nervous system is not at all equipped for being able to receive that sort of bounty at all. And the bounty in any sense of life, if we bring it down to like practical Capricorn energy, you at the moment, like I know you've had a massive journey with your nervous system and like you're in a better place now for sure. So if we look at a more like, I guess, progressive way that you're working with your nervous system on like a day-to-day to really up level your career in your life, what does that look like for you now? That's such a, yeah, it's such a Virgo season thing, a thing to ask. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing in the micro moments of your day to, um, to up level my nervous system, you know, because that's what that's what it is. You know, I'm trying to up level to a certain place in my life um, to certain levels of connection and um, impact and wealth, you know, and I know that I can't just naturally dive in and be like, boom, here is this my 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 legacy. This is it. It is done Um, because if it was that simple, it would it would, it would be done by now. I've, I've tried to do that in the past to be like, this is it. My business is ready. This is it. This is, this, this is what it's going to be forever and jump head first into things that are in alignment with my blueprint, but that my nervous system was like, what the fuck? We <laughs> are not ready to do that. Are you taking the piss? crazy bitch slow down exactly and then and then naturally of course the universe is going to step in and be like no hun you got to start a bit smaller you've got to meet your nervous system at the level that it's at at the capacity of things that it can handle and, and start there so i've learned that the hard way and in terms of what i do now to expand my capacity to hold increasingly unfamiliar things, unknown things, new things that might be a little bit activating or stressful to the nervous system. It is found in the very Virgo boring stuff. Um, A lot of what people think nervous system regulation is, is not really moving the needle on um, long-term regulation so the way i treat the nervous system is we need to constantly be in our bodies scanning for cues of safety not not with vigilance not with like is everything okay like oh my god i can hear not not to scan for threats but for cues of safety and i am doing this virtually every hour that I'm awake, um, looking in my surroundings, just in my periphery, what can I see to the left of me, to the right of me? What can I see shifting my eyesight, just looking into the distance, listening for the, for the, for, for birds chirping. Yeah. Right. Just small little cues in my immediate surroundings that my mind my logical mind, my frontal mind, 
is not going to be like it's it's more likely to just be like yeah 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 birds are chirping yeah everything's good your nervous system on the other hand which is not just in your brain but throughout your entire body is receiving that on an ancient primal level that says if birds are chirping that means most likely the sun is shining there's no immediate you know weather threats there's nothing dangerous going on everything they are safe therefore in in ancient times at least that was a signal for people we can go outside we're okay so we're receiving that on a primal level in terms of like um when i'm working especially i tend to get very activated and very excited when i when i'm writing especially um I have a lot of air placements in my chart and they are, the, they are the mind placements. They're here to think and to intellectualize and to communicate. And when I am writing, it's so easy for me to get disembodied and to just go all up into my mind. So something that I regularly, every single day, do while I'm writing is noticing when I am not in my body. And that requires a lot of intention um, especially when you're in in the zone and you're focusing, noticing, hang on a second, I forgot to pay attention to the surface that's underneath me. I forgot that I'm in this room. I forgot that my partner is, you know, in, in the room next to me. Mm. I forgot to tune into where I am in this moment. And then when I do, this is a way, I guess, that I and, and you anyone listening can know that the nervous system is naturally regulating when you do scan your surroundings when you do orient to what's going on around you that is when you are more likely to take a, a spontaneous deep breath and one of those full breaths that goes all the way up to your lungs yeah, or or you will naturally yawn, or you will lately. Um, what's been happening when I do that is I get a bit of a shiver, like uh, that. Is that happens to me all the time? Yeah. Yeah, they're all spontaneous ways of the body bringing its energy into the body, <laughs> bringing it back into where it's meant to be, because it's reminded itself. I am safe. I may be feeling some activation because I'm excited and, you know, maybe there's something stressful going on, but as soon as I come back to my body, my body knows how to regulate. The body innately knows how to return back to safety when we give it evidence of the cues of safety. So that practice alone is worth your weight in gold. Um, I do it constantly and it's so underrated and I wish more people knew about it because that is how you physically create space to do activating tasks, stressful things, you know, doing a practice like that while you're having a stressful conversation, guess what? You're expanding your capacity to have stressful conversations so that you don't spiral into a fucking panic attack. That is, cre that is creating nervous system capacity. I love that. And I guess when it comes down to like expansion tasks, say like, you know, you're trying to, I'll talk about money again. I think it's just a really common experience for people when, you know, you're trying to get out of debt and say you're going into your bank account. If you're actively practicing 
your nervous system exercises and doing these little practices, then your, your body is becoming safer with a stressful monetary situation and allowing you to handle yourself through that. When you're perhaps working on something that is in the direction of your North Node, that feels really confusing. I know for me, uh, if I'm doing a North node project, I need to make sure that my nervous system is fully regulated while I'm doing it. Otherwise, my nervous system just assumes that this thing is unsafe. Therefore, I don't, it's just going to sabotage me every time I try to work on it. Yep. That's 100% it. And they're really good. They're really good examples. Um, the money one is a really relatable example for a lot of people. A lot of the clients I see ask questions like, you know, how do I get my finances in better shape? I'm an avoidant when it comes to money and a practice like that when you're looking at your bank account your nervous system is doing it for you you are starting to associate safety with the sheer act of logging in and looking at your bank account which is going to be required if you want to fix your finances so you know it's not a matter of sit down and go to a financial advisor and you know do things that are miraculously bigger than what you're capable of doing you know pay off all your debt immediately you know sell your house so that you can get out of whatever whatever your situation may be all of these things are naturally going to put someone into instant survival mode because they're like dramatic and big things that require a lot of discomfort if you can't sit down and just log into your fucking bank account without having a panic attack start there yeah that is sort of the stepping stone you can't manifest a million dollars or five thousand dollars or any amount of money and think that you're gonna well firstly your body is saying that money is not safe and then yeah. secondly as soon as that money comes into you or whatever it is that you're desiring you're you're gonna sabotage it in some way or you're gonna spend it or it's gonna become like a bit of hysteria and I yeah. think if we look at sabotage um, on a day-to-day basis as well like for me when I try to create my membership my nervous system, like I didn't realize this until I sat down and took a bit of an audit, but things kept happening. I kept sabotaging. I couldn't think of anything. Like I went through this period where nothing was working for me, but I knew the membership was the right next step for me. Like I was really certain of that. Mm-hmm. And then when I sat down and just kind of the way that I channel, like I channel the energy of my nervous system, it was like, we don't want it. There's no boundaries around it. I don't know how this is going to turn out. If you get over this many people in it, how are you going to handle all that energy? And I was like, wow, my nervous system, even though I know this is my next step, my nervous system does not believe that it's a safe option because I have been burnt out from people needing a lot from me. And that's been really hard. So in order for me to actually get my membership off the ground, I had to do a nervous system balance on myself. I had to write a letter to my nervous system telling it all of the boundaries I had in place for the different stages of my membership, even when it got to a point that I don't actually kind of imagine it getting to yet, but just in case. I had to have a whole nervous system safety plan so I could actually sit down and do the damn thing. But if you don't know that it's your nervous system that's sabotaging you, you're just going to think that you're doing the wrong thing and that you're trying to manifest, quote unquote, the wrong thing. But you're a lot of the time, you're not wrong. Your nervous system is just like, mm, I don't trust this. I don't like it. It's not safe. We're not fucking doing it. Yep. That is literally how people ruin their dreams and sabotage their 
desires prevent themselves from living their destinies thinking if it's not easy and it's not effortless then i guess it's not for me like it is that is the most obvious like yep and I've, and I've seen it way too many times it's happened within myself it's happened within my partner my friends um thinking is this it like oh yeah I thought this was the thing yeah and, and now is this the universe telling me that no man like if you've got at least if you've got the context of your natal chart and you know this is my destiny this is what what is meant to happen just meet meet your destiny at the level that your nervous system is capable of right now and that will give you what you need I love that you have to meet yourself where you're at and unfortunately because of the glitz and glams of the manifestation like selling point there is this like do more have more bigger now make it now but you, if you don't meet yourself where you're at one you're completely out of integrity and two it's not it's not sustainable mm. yeah it's just something is naturally going to give um and i think something that a lot of people so much is coming through my brain right now i'm having to like organize all these little micro thoughts i think so many people think if you get kicked off the wrong path or if something doesn't work right if something is just not going to plan that the universe has forgotten you that um the universe is trying to fuck you over or it's just not meant for you what if the universe is trying to protect you like what if it's trying to redirect you what if it's trying to say there's a better way to do this you don't need to do it in this way like if we're conversing with the universe with our higher self whatever energy or entity is that you tap into speak to them ask them like when you've got the context and the direction that you know you're meant to go in sometimes rejection is redirection sometimes rejection is genuinely rejection and i think that's where the natal chart helps to contextualize to be like this is actually not the right path for me most of the time rejection is redirection there is a better way the universe has a better plan than you do yes and i think a lot of the time when resources and things get taken away from us it's an just a little reminder that we only pay attention to things when things aren't going well like mm. otherwise we get distracted otherwise we get caught up in the hype the only way that we actually pay attention to our life and to ourselves is when things aren't going in the way that we want them to go in yeah um yeah this is a the the um the comparison i that comes to mind for me is to the way the nervous system is wired physiologically we are designed to um, have a threat bias, negativity bias, some people call it, um, to scan for threats because that's what the nervous system is for, is there to keep us safe. So naturally, especially in this modern world, we are more inclined to look for things that tell us this isn't working, this is a waste of your, this is a waste of your resources, your energy. Um, you should just give up. That's that's how the that's how the nervous system, the primal part at least. Mm -hmm less evolved part um is going to speak to us to just say cut your losses this is too much get out of it yeah that's why it is so important to look for like i said cues of safety in your environment mm -hmm. um cues of what is working 
cues of what the universe is telling you to be like, yes, more, more, more of that. This is, you know, follow the breadcrumbs. There is always little uh, signals and little um, threads that you can call on to be like, oh, that's what, that's, that's what, that's how that makes sense from a thing that I did six months ago. Okay, more of that. When we train ourselves to look for, in nervous system world, sometimes people call them glimmers. When we train ourselves to look for cues of safety, things that are working, we expand our capacity to feel good more often when we're doing the difficult things. We expand our capacity to show ourselves how it is working and we are more likely to stay on the right path for ourselves without going, fuck it, this isn't working for myself. That's very, and I actually have found myself doing this in the past where I consistently focus on what still hasn't happened, what isn't working, what doesn't feel that good. When, if you look at the ratio of things, there's always more things that are working. Otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here and having this conversation or living and breathing, you know, that, that are not working. And I love that if you can handle the, I guess, the more challenging times with the anchored in knowingness that there are actually things going right. It's really empowering way to, I guess, get through things. Yeah. Um, and I guess like a really simplified way of, this is such a Capricorn conversation. <laughs> I know. Practical, simplified, break it down. <laughs> Let's give you the three-step plan to manifest your destiny. Um, so what I was going to say was it's, it's the, this is all giving like gratitude practice, right? Like look for the things that. But it is. Gratitude is the gateway to the infinite, my friend Molly says, which I love. It is. Like it, like it, it is, there are so many cues of things that are working in our lives that we are essentially blind to. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a matter of like, sit down and be like, I am grateful for a roof over my head. If you, if that works for you, do it. I've done that many, many times. And sometimes we fucking need to do stuff like that to like come back to earth and be like reality check. You've manifested more more things than majority of people on this earth have Mm, Um, beyond that when you're on this path on the path to actualizing a goal embodying your destiny you know manifesting whatever it is prove to yourself where it has been working and at some point you start to build like fluency in the language that your higher self speaks, the language that the universe speaks, because you start to build like cues and hints to be like, oh, this is what it's meant to, this is what, this is what yes means, this is what no means, this is what more, you know, this direction feels like, and this is what the wrong direction feels like. The more that you practice um, co-creating with the universe, the more you familiarize yourself with the ways that they want you to co-create and you just get better and better at it but that only comes by really tuning into what is and what isn't working yes it's so true and my guides always say to me we've taken this thing away from you because it was distracting you like I went through a period of a few months where like I just felt like I was grinding like not in like a hustle way but just like Every day seemed the same it seemed kind of monotonous like beautiful at the same time but like I was like there is nothing in the horizon. I just feel like everything feels really just bland. Mm. 
And my guides are like, well, if it wasn't bland, you would be too distracted and too activated. And we need you to work on your nervous system for your membership and getting these things into place, getting a lot of structures in place. Definitely really felt like the Jupiter in Taurus, like slow building, all of that. And if I was thinking about what wasn't working, it would be like, oh, nothing's happening. Life is boring, blah, blah, blah. But if I focus on what was working, it's like, okay, I'm building at something. It's taking time. I'm regulating my nervous system. I acknowledge that going too fast didn't work for me and I did get distracted. So this is actually a massive blessing in disguise. Yep. 100%. And I love that you even brought up the, um, the Jupiter in Taurus thing. Um, there's some transits in astrology that I love for actively um, manifesting or creating abundance and things like that. And Jupiter in Taurus has been one of those transits. And what I'm watching within myself, then a couple of clients that I've done transits readings for is it's like, it's not that simple. Like I thought Jupiter was easy oh and <laughs> Jupiter is like so easy to get wrong as well and it's so easy to lose faith in that transit I think I am laughing because you know I did all the Jupiter and Taurus work from the membership mm -hmm. and like it's good for me like we're not going to beat around the bush like it's fucking epic for me but there's so many like square aspects and I Jupiter wants things yesterday and like I can see the end result of this transit. I can taste it in my mouth. It's guiding me, but sweet baby rays getting through this transit has been so gnarly for me. And that is why if you buy into the fluff, um, the fluff astrology, Jupiter and Taurus, it's amazing abundance. You're going to manifest everything that you desire and you don't actually look at your own chart and look at the direction that you want to go and aligning that transit to your North Node, to my MC, I would be fucking lost. I don't even know what I'd be doing. And I would have given up, you know, two months ago. But because I know the direction and I know the action I have to take, I'm able to take that action, but also like regulate my nervous system to the fact that this transit has been like pulling teeth for me. Mm. And mm been tough yeah it's so um it drives me nuts when I've like when I see astrology portrayed in a way that it's like it's that simple like it can be it can be that simple of just knowing and just knowing what you need to do and doing it and being like oh this was the missing piece more often than not that is not the case because there's an entire natal chart at play there are so many other transits going on at the same time that this beautiful abundant Jupiter and Taurus transit is occurring and if you know especially what i've taught in my membership if you know the types of aspects jupiter is forming to your chart you know that that expansion that abundance that those opportunities are going to arrive with a bit of friction and i love to say that friction is more potent in producing outcomes producing energy than at something like a trine which in astrology is considered a very gentle and harmonious way of, of receiving jupiter's abundance um but trines are also more likely to result in laziness and not getting anything out of it and being like oh that happened i didn't even notice but when you know that it's going to come with or that the process of bringing it about is going to be 
uncomfortable, sometimes that's a, a, a blessing to have that foresight to be like, okay, I know. And sometimes it can feel like a curse because Jupiter ex- wants, wants to give us everything. We, it, it expands this like deliciousness, this feeling of like, oh my God, I want everything. I want it now. Let's go. Let's get excited. When it's a square, it's like, honey, you got to chill out. I think it's like squaring four of my natal planets, including mm. my son. Um, and well, we'll just say, <laughs> but I do definitely feel now like a few months into it, it feels the, I can really feel the momentum, which feels really good. But what I kind of want to preface like all of this with, not preface or at the end, but like, you know, just kind of add to all of this is like, we've kind of, you know, yes, it's really hard. And, but like, because we know we're on the path to our destiny, it's very fun at the same time. I love Mm. it. I wouldn't take back one second of the, what the fuck moment. I wouldn't take back any of it. This is the best feeling in the whole world. And when you try this feeling of like living your destiny and working towards it, with also having fun, balance, polarity, all of that, like that is the cheat code to life. And I know you say that a lot, like the cheat code. So it's like, we laugh at how hard it is, but I don't think either of us for one second would take any of it away because it's like the best feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. When you know you are on that path and that this is how it is meant to feel, the assurance that that gives you, like the fire that that sets in your heart is just like, it's incomparable. I don't have, I don't have words for what it's like to, yeah, to have that unwavering trust in the universe. And that's, yeah, that's what it can give you. The cheat codes for sure. So much trust. And like so much of my expression of my chart is very woo. And Mm. so if I didn't have the like guiding, I guess, um, blueprint and backbone to be able to like bring that through I would just think that I was probably crazy Mm, mm, it's so hard it's so hard and especially knowing other transits like other transits happening at the same time I remember looking at your chart when we spoke oh it would have been so long ago now but I remember looking at your chart being like damn Neptune is in a very tense place um, that touches every corner of your life and when you have that context, then it's it. Even if it is tense, having that context makes you just go, and that's how I know that I'm where I'm meant to be. If it's feeling like this, that's how I know it's working, and that I think is the biggest biggest gift, the biggest permission slip that astrology can give us. Yes, I'm like I've said this to you, Corey, a hundred times, but I'm obsessed with your membership. Like I am the biggest nerd in the fucking group. Like I'm loving it um and not just for my own personal um chart but like I know my clients so much better like now I get my clients to send Mm. me the chart and I can read it and pick it apart and look at it and support them and I think that for anyone who works in a client facing um or person facing business or offering service when you can add their natal chart like to your work and like just obviously not everyone can read it to the level that you can but just being able to be astrologically informed I think it adds a depth to work that and business that it's just you just know that person so much better and it's so profound for their experience as well yeah yeah there's a few people who are 
who have you know maybe a side hustle or something and they are they doing the same thing just using what they've learned to contextualize their clients to a deeper level maybe to a deeper level than they even know themselves um or doing that for their partners and the people around them the people that they love being able to meet the needs of not just the person but the soul behind the person like i we should be getting taught this shit in school (laughs) and i think this is where the power of the mind um, is actually so valuable and when knowledge actually does become power because it's that context that is always, always going to be able to help support you on levels that otherwise we just wouldn't know how to offer. Exactly. The mind is this most beautiful thing and I feel like it's used to its maximum potential when it follows the guidance of the soul and mm. and is the constructor and the foundation creator of of that. Yes. Okay. Let's finish off by you just absolutely telling everyone about your membership, which every time the money comes out of my bank account, I'm like, love paying you for it. So (laughs) everyone needs to join it. So the astrology embodiment membership is my current baby. Um, It is getting pretty much all of my, all of my love and all of my attention at the moment. It's a, my unique method of teaching you astrology in ways that you can actually do something with um beyond you know we will go through what does your birth chart mean about you and help you use astrology to understand yourself and learn the basics of of your of your chart and astrology and we will learn what can you do with it like what does it offer you in real life what are these cheat codes and life hacks and strategies for you to manifest the things that you want in life because that is that's how it's meant to be used right beyond just using my business like using like the venus placements mercury placements understanding how to communicate in my business how best to make money in my business like it's it's like the most invaluable tool valuable invaluable i don't know what i was going to say but you know what i mean (laughs) Um, and the way that you present it, like it's just so grounded, Capricorn energy, easy. Um, and yeah, it is the best. So I highly recommend everyone join the damn membership and like side note, how fun is it as a business owner or facilitator having a membership? Mm. I love it. It's the best thing I've ever done. And I, yeah, I highly recommend everyone who has an offering or a business like us create a membership. It's where it's yeah it's like you get to nurture this um this little and i said baby it's like a little entity that you're like you 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 get to feed and you get to talk and interact and it's just you're watching this um extension or life force of yourself grow it's been yeah it's just such a beautiful space to to nurture so i highly recommend for everyone seriously and it's like nice being in the energy of people who have the same interests as you like energetically like being in the energy of others who are also learning and growing even if you don't interact with them from like a vibrational perspective it's like you're being surrounded by energy that uplifts you and I think that is one of the reasons why memberships are becoming more popular now is because like you're not just facilitate like being with the facilitator you're surrounded by other souls who are subconsciously like uplifting your own soul yes and that's such an uh, aquarius age of aquarius thing to do is to heal and to progress and to make change in community 
and that's I think a testament to you and I both being Aquarius sons, just just loving and laughing up that whole concept. Uh, just a bit of technology and a bit of community. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for being here, babe. We have we have gone an absolute time of a podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, you're amazing. Thanks for being you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. My pleasure, babe. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a review and share it with your friends and family. If you'd like to connect with me, please find me on Instagram at Energia with four underscores or jump on my website, www.theenergiaexperience.com.au. I cannot wait to see you next time. I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land, and pay my respects to the elders, both past and present.